Hi guys, welcome to the If Nothing Else podcast. I am so excited that you are here tuning in for today's episode. We will be talking about Joseph and how he feasted with his brothers who years prior intended to kill and harm him, who they thought he was not alive or if he was alive, he was far gone. But when his brothers come to him unknowingly, Joseph sits down and feasts with him. He forgets their past wrongdoings and wants to reconcile with them. So this table that was prepared for Joseph and his brothers is a reflection of the table that God has prepared for us, that God has prepared a table for every single one of us, and we have a spot at his table that no one else can take. It's there with our name on it, and we can't lose it by our mistakes. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. I hope it's encouraging to you that you learn more about God's character, about his relationship that he wants to have with us, and the grace that he is showing us every single day. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. I want to first mention that it would be very helpful if you haven't already to go listen to last week's episode because we talked about the first part of Joseph's life. Um, We talked about how Joseph was redeemed, how he went from being a slave to being in prison, um, but he is now ruling over Egypt as a Hebrew. And then now we're going to talk about how when Joseph was finally reconciled with his brothers. um, So just having that base from last week will help you build Um, off of this week and help it all to understand a little bit better. So go listen to that if you haven't already. Also, reading all these chapters would also be very helpful. The story is very interesting. Um, You hear, understand a lot about who God is, his character, um, and his relationship with his people. So definitely, I recommend going and reading these chapters yourself. But Um, I want to catch you up to where we are now. So Joseph is one of Jacob's sons. And Jacob loves Joseph more than his other sons, which leads to all of his other sons wanting to kill Joseph because of jealousy. So his brothers plan to kill Joseph, but instead they end up selling him to some Egyptian slave traders. Joseph is now a slave in Egypt. But the Bible says that God was with Joseph and he ended up becoming in charge of Potiphar's household. Then Potiphar's wife made up a story to get Joseph in trouble, which caused Joseph to be sent to prison. This whole everything is just ups and downs, ups and downs, because now Joseph ends up getting some authority while he's in the prison. And then he interprets Pharaoh's dream, which Pharaoh is the ruler of all Egypt So then Pharaoh places Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. And this is where we stopped last episode and where we'll be picking up this episode. So Joseph's interpretation of Pharaoh's dream a few chapters prior was that there will be seven years of abundance and then seven years of severe famine in Egypt. Then Joseph told Pharaoh what needs to be done in order to preserve the land and the people in the land. This is when Pharaoh puts him in charge of all the land. So during the years of abundance, Joseph stored up the extra grain in the land. It says in chapter 41, verse 54, 
that there was a famine in every land, but the whole land of Egypt, there was food. People in Egypt and the surrounding land came to Egypt to buy the stored grain. And when I say people, I want to specifically talk about how Joseph's family ended up coming to Egypt to buy grain. Chapter 42 talks about how Joseph's brothers, these are the ones who wanted to kill Joseph, they came to Egypt and it says in verse 6 that they bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. And this is a fulfillment of the dreams that Joseph had in chapter 37. His brothers do not recognize Joseph, so he tells them that he thinks that they are spies. So they must have their young, youngest brother come with them to Egypt or else they will not leave Egypt. The reason why Joseph said this is because his younger brother is special to him since they have the same mother, Rachel. So Jacob, when he was younger, he ended up having four wives because when he was younger, he was deceived. So he originally wanted to marry Rachel, but ended up being deceived and having kids with Leah, her sister also, and then also their two servants. So Jacob had four wives, but his favorite wife, Rachel, had two sons, and this is Joseph and then Joseph's brother, Benjamin, who was not in Egypt with all of the other brothers. So when they return home to bring Benjamin back to Egypt, like how Joseph requested, it took a lot of convincing to get permission from their father to bring Benjamin because his father loved Rachel the most. So both Joseph and Benjamin were very special to him. So when Joseph, when Jacob found out that Joseph was gone. Um, Jacob believed that Joseph was dead, but he grieved and he was so sad. So when they came back saying that that Benjamin had to come with them to Egypt, it took a while to convince him because he was sad that he would lose his other son who was so special to him because they were the sons of Rachel. So we're going to pick up in chapter 43, verses 15 through 34. These are a lot of verses, but I will stop in between to kind of explain it since it is a lot. So it says this, The men took this gift, double the amount of silver and Benjamin. So all of the men are at home with their father and they're beginning to return back to Egypt with Benjamin. So it says that they immediately went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his steward, Take the men to my house, slaughter an animal, and prepare it, for they will eat with me at noon. The man did as Joseph said and brought them to Joseph's house, but the men were afraid because they were taken to Joseph's house. They said, We have been brought here because of the silver that was returned in our bags the first time. They intend to overpower us, seize us, make us slaves, and take our donkeys. So they approached Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the doorway of the house. They said, My Lord, we really did come down here the first time only to buy food. We came to the place where we lodged for the night and opened our bags of green, each one's silver was at the top of his bag. It was the full amount of silver, and we had brought it back with us. 
We have brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our bags. Then the steward said, May you be well. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your bags. I received your silver. So basically what is happening here is when they came to Egypt the first time to get grain and the whole spies thing happened and Joseph told them that they need to return with Benjamin. When all, they were all leaving with their bags of grain, they opened it up and found that the silver they'd used to pay for the grain was left in their bags. So when they were coming to return with Benjamin, beginning of these verses, it says they took a gift and doubled the amount of silver. Silver to cover the last trip's grain and also this trip's grain. But when they tell um, the steward that they found grain in their bags and they don't know why, the steward says, may you be well, don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your bags. It says the steward bought them in, brought them in into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and got feed for their donkeys. Since the men had heard that they were going to eat a meal there, they prepared their gift for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they brought him the gift they had carried into the house, and they bowed to the ground before him. He asked if they were well, and he said, How was your elderly father that you told me about? Is he still alive? They answered, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And they knelt low and paid homage to him. So, specifically, this is a fulfillment of the dream that Joseph had when he was younger, which caused his brothers to be jealous of him and then ended up wanting to kill him because of that. It continues and says, When he looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out because he was overcome with emotion for his brother, and he was about to weep. He went into an inner room and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. Regaining his composure, he said, Serve the meal. They served him by himself, his brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who were eating with him by themselves. Because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, since that is detestable to them. They were seated before him in order by age, from the firstborn to the youngest. The men looked at each other in astonishment. Portions were served to them from Joseph's table, and Benjamin's portion was five times larger than any of theirs. So the story continues, and Joseph eventually reveals his identity to them, and he has a very sweet moment with his brothers. Then his whole family ended up moving to Egypt. I would encourage you to keep reading, but this is where we're going to stop today. So Joseph invites his brothers to dinner, and I want you to think about this in the perspective of his brothers. So to them, Joseph just seems like a wealthy Egyptian who is in charge of all of Egypt. And the brothers are all Hebrews, which Egyptians hate Hebrews. Um, so they were just some Hebrews who came to buy some grain, just like everyone else in Egypt, as well as the surrounding areas. But Joseph gave them some trouble, and now they're feasting with him. 
to think about what probably is going on inside of their heads at this moment. But what a picture, beautiful picture of forgiveness. So Joseph's brothers intended to harm and kill Joseph out of jealousy because their father loved him more than the others. But now they're all feasting together again. Even though Joseph is in a position of power and great authority, he did not retaliate or harm them. He instead invited them to eat with him. This makes me think about Jesus, because in the same ways the people of Israel and Rome intended to harm and kill Jesus. And we also sin against God every single day, but in the same way, he doesn't intend to retaliate or harm us. Instead, he has prepared a table for us, and he wants us to sit with him. It's not that he has to, or it's not that God told him to, so now he's inviting us. Is that he wants us to sit with him. He died on the cross because he wants us in heaven with him. Psalm 23.5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The enemies who were surrounding David in this psalm posed no threat because God supplied his every need. Think about this. David was a guest at God's table. Think about all of the dinners that you have been to. When you've been invited into someone's house, think about the best dinner that you've ever been to, that you were proud and happy that you were just able to be a guest at that dinner table. But think about being a guest at God's table, that God prepared for David, that God supplied all of his needs. If God is preparing a table for us, we have an invitation to come. We have a spot at God's table that is marked with our name on it. You know, those little placeholders that will be at the table at very nice dinners or lunches. At God's table, there is a little placeholder that has our name on it. That spot is just for us. We did not earn that spot. The reason why he has a spot for us is because of his grace through his son, Jesus. That means that when we mess up, we can't lose our seat. There's always a seat for us at his table that's just for us. I want to read Luke 14, 15 through 24, which is the parable of the large banquet. It says, when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, he being Jesus, it says, a man giving a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent a servant to tell those who were invited, come because everything is now ready. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. And another said, I just got married, and therefore I'm unable to come. So the servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger, the master of the house told his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city, and bring in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. Master, the servant said, what you ordered has, be, has been done, and there's still room. Then the master told the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and make them come in. 
so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those people who were invited will enjoy my banquet. So when people would have nice dinners or banquets back in these times, they would go out and invite people to RSVP. And then when the banquet was all ready to go and the meal was prepared, they would go back out to invite the people to actually now come because it has all been ready. So for someone to RSVP, and then when someone comes out to tell them that it's ready, and they say, no, I actually can't come, that's pretty rude because the person who is hosting has already prepared everything and has accounted counted on them being there. So the master in this parable is not satisfied with the seats being half full. He wanted every seat to be taken. If this man were Joseph, I know that he would have invited his brothers who tried to kill him years prior. It didn't matter who he invited. He invited everyone, and this is a reflection of God. He is inviting us, Gentiles and Jews, to sit at his table. He has a spot prepared for us at his table. He invites everyone. Everyone has a seat at his table, no matter who you are or what you've done. No matter if you're Jewish or Gentile, there is a spot. Since Jesus paid the price on the cross, God has given you an invitation to sit at his table. I want to end with Ephesians 2, 11 through 19. It says, So then remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenant of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So it says that we once were far. We once were foreigners to the covenant that God made with Israel. But because of Christ Jesus, we are now brought near by the blood. Because that for he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands it expressed and regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. So like in this parable of the banquet, we see that he originally invited one group of people, but then he goes back out and he invites everyone. So those two different people are now made one through peace says that he reconciled both to God in one body through the cross. Continues to say, he came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. So it's by this grace that we have a seat at his table. The only way that we can get there is through this invitation. We're invited because of his grace, not by our own doings. You have been invited to a dinner with the king of kings, but the question is now this, will you accept his invitation?
I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to DM me with any questions or if you want to connect. Don't forget to spend time in God's presence today, and I am praying for all of you. Bye, guys.